Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. this pulpit and I never take it lightly and um, I know that there's been great men and women of God that stand behind this pulpit and to just be in that presence of um, great men and women of faith is such a privilege and such an honor and I always take it lightly and um, I know it's not just my opinion Uh, your opinion can be altered But I know for a fact that I have two of the best faith ministers in my life that stand behind this pulpit, Pastor Philip and Michelle Steele. And um, if you have the opportunity, I I know some of you don't go to church here, but if you have the opportunity to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channels and just feed your spirit. You know, when you're on a trip, just plug them in because you're going to get full. And you're going to um, receive things that you, you just didn't know you needed, right? That's what a good mom and dad does. They give you things you didn't realize you needed. And every time I come in the presence of Pastor Michelle, I, I get fed things I didn't know I needed. And I'm like, that's good. That's good. I used to travel with Pastor Michelle a lot, and, um, but thank you for allowing me to speak this morning. But I used to travel with her quite often. I missed those days, and we're going to have to plan a ministry trip and travel, I guess. I, um, but um, she, I would drive, and she would you know, prepare for wherever she was going to minister at. And we'd get to talk, and I'm like, that's good. That's good. I'm like, can you get my notebook out and write it down for me? And she would. She'd grab that notebook and write it down for me. I didn't want to forget those nuggets of faith. You know, I, I have an iPad now, and I, I have a, a, a special place for words or uh, phrases that someone has. I call it noteworthy. And I go back to those just little nuggets that feed my spirit like like when a person said in prayer meeting one time, that ain't nobody but God. That makes me want to shout right there. Yolanda, I don't know where she's at. There she is. I'm looking for your yellow today. That yellow was attracting me yesterday. Uh, but she said she was talking about a situation on her job and God moved on her behalf. And she goes, that ain't nobody but God. And I see the blessings of the Lord and I say, that ain't nobody but God. <laughs> Amen? Uh, that's, write it down. That's noteworthy right there. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, God is good and, and, and we have to cherish those moments and those opportunities that we receive. And you might have heard that scripture a thousand times. And my, my husband and I, you know, we've been pastoring for a few years, but we kind of get like, well, I just ministered that. Or I've already ministered this like 10 times. And I said, do you know how many weeks we spent on mountain moving faith? Yeah. I said, Pastor Steele, and I know that came from another minister, and I will listen to them, and I will listen to Pastor Steele, and I will preach it myself until I move on to heaven. Amen? Because that's a word that's going to build us. So it's okay to repeat. Repetition is a beautiful thing, amen? (laughs) 
God is good. Amen. Uh, well, let's pray. Lord, we come to you, Father. We come in agreement asking for utterance, asking for the anointing, uh, asking the Holy Spirit to help us to receive exactly what you would have us see, what you would have us hear, what you would have us do. And Lord, we just open our hearts this morning to receive your direction and your answers. And Lord, we open up and receive and declare that we won't just be hearers of the word, but we will be doers of the word because you are faithful to perform it. And Lord, we give you praise this morning. We give you glory and honor. We magnify you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God is good. God is good. Uh, this subject, God has been kind of, when pastors, uh, Pastor Larry preaches, I'm in the, back in the sound room, and um, he just gives you those little drops of things. Not at, well, all at once. Sometimes it comes all at once, but sometimes it don't. And, and he just gave me the one word for a long time, just one word. I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to do with this one word? And uh, you want me to study it out? What do you want me to do? And he, that's all I ever heard back there is just, so I wrote it down or I typed it into my iPad. And it was just trust. And I'll, I'm speaking to women this morning, but men qualify for this too. But a lot of times that, that a trust issue is described to a woman. They have trust issues. Well, I do have a trust issue. I, my issue is I trust God. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Right? Um, we used to say, well, we still say it. I still say it. I know you guys still say it. Uh, that happens to me all the time. When someone gives bad news, that happens to me all the time. Well, we say that when someone says good news. That happens to me all the time. Well, listen, I do have a trust issue, and it's because the issue is I trust God. So if people talk about your trust issues, that that's right, I do have one. I trust in Him. That's the issue at hand. And so God wanted me to minister this morning on trust, and if we would turn to Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. And as we're turning there, God has given me a specific assignment today uh, to pray for those that would like prayer uh, for provision. And I'll give more details to that here pretty soon. Uh, there is a, an assignment to that. Everybody wants pro provision, but there's an assignment to that provision. And um, we want to we do what God says to do. Amen. So let's turn to Proverbs chapter 3. If you haven't read the book of Proverbs or if it's been a while, that should be one of those ones I, that, like Pastor Michelle's book, that should be something that you do all the time, especially chapter 3. Man, that makes you want to shout. Amen? But um, let's turn to chapter 3 and verse 5. Now, I got my old Thompson... Thompson chain out. I missed this. It was on the shelf, and I was using this other one my husband bought me, blessed me with. But it's not the same. You know, you get your comfort of your Bible, and I could just look, there it is. <laughs> it's good, amen. Okay, uh, Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. Uh, very common verse, and we don't want these verses that we're familiar with to slip us by because we're not all the way familiar with it. The word renews itself. It shows us there's such a depth of the word that we can't say, oh, I know that. As soon as those words come out of your mouth, 
you're unteachable. I know this because Pastor Steele has told me that. <laughs> that was me back, back 20 some years ago. Oh, oh yeah, I know. Then you're unteachable. When you start saying, I know, you're, I can learn from anybody. I can learn from the ones that are doing it perfectly, and I can learn from the ones that are doing it absolutely wrong. I'm learning. So I have not arrived and know everything, and neither has anybody else on this earth, because God is renewing it and teaching us more and more, and it just makes you want to shout. It just makes you want to have some, uh, you know, a, a Holy Ghost dance about it. Amen? So... Uh, this verse can be familiar, can get in that rut of, of reading it. But uh, I, was, I got a hold of Sister Jeannie's CDs, and she has a song on there. It, it's so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to trust him at his word. Amen? Yes. How glorious is that, just to trust someone that they mean exactly what they say, and they're going to do exactly what they say. I'm not standing back going, mm -hmm, we'll see. We'll see if he means it. We're not sitting back and watching, right? We're ready. We're gearing up. We've got our bags packed. We're ready to go. We're planning. Amen? Because he's faithful. Faithful to do exactly what he promised. Amen? And there's people on this earth that we should have that same trust. You know? Sometimes you can guard yourself and say, I don't trust anybody but God. Mm -hmm. God put men and women in your path. You know, he uses men and women. Uh, I have a, uh, my mother-in-law, she moved to heaven, and uh, she, I was so blessed to have such a wonderful mother-in-law. I could never ask for a better mother-in-law. Uh, she never got in our business. She never caused any trouble for me. You know, Grandma Bubba, she was wonderful. And I say the same thing about your, your mom, I, Sister Debbie. Uh, she's just been the best sister-in-law I could ever have, and um, I love her. And uh, I don't call her my sister-in-law. I call her my sister. And so it's been a blessing. But uh, my mother-in-law and her sister came to our church, Aunt Edie. And uh, if Edie called Virgie and said, I'm going to be there at 9 o'clock to pick you up. Not 9 o'clock because that was way too early. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be there at 11 o'clock to pick you up. Virgie had her oxygen. She was on oxygen. She had her purse, and she would stand at that back door, and she didn't move. And Larry's like, Mom, sit down. You'll hear her. Nope, nope, nope. But she knew Edie was going to be there at 11 o'clock. It was guaranteed she was going to be there. If she was not there at 11, the phone was ringing <laughs> because that was not true to her nature and vice versa same thing with Virgie if she told Edie she was going to be out there at a certain time that was when they were out there and I watched their relationship they were like night and day <laughs> the sweet one and the ornery one <laughs> but they so meshed together and they trusted each other through and through and God was showing me through that relationship how much we should trust in God God never shows up late, right? He's an on-time God. And if he says he's going to do it, he's going to do it. If he says he's there, he's there, right? If he says he's going to heal you, guess what? You're healed. God wants us to trust him that much. But I don't know about you ladies, but I'm an organizer. I'm a planner. I, I like things to be where they're at. Amen, Christy, right? 
Can I get a witness from anybody else? Okay. All right. God is a God of organization. Disorder causes confusion, and God's not a God of confusion. <laughs> That's Marie Price gospel right there. Uh, but I tend to solve things myself. I tend to figure it out myself. My common sense gets in the way. And you can ask Pastor Michelle through all, all, all these years, they've had to teach me to trust God and his word and not try to figure it out myself, not to reason it away. Amen? And uh, she would come to me, okay, Pastor Mary, I need you to trust this. I need you to understand this, that it's going to be this way. I know this is out of your comfort zone. I know this is, but trust that this is going to happen. We were going to go on the air for the first time on the radio. Was KCWJ, is that what it was? And uh, I was on the board of trustees, still am, and um, Pastor was telling us, you know, we need to go on the board, uh, go on air with our, with our um, ministry, and uh, we've never done anything like that. That was something totally new for this, this church, you know? And we're sitting there, and I'm asking questions, and the other board member's asking questions, and... Um, he, he just kept going on and on about it, and he finally said, if you would shut up. Now, um, Pastor Seal said that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he said, if you would shut up, I could teach you something. And I said, yes, sir. <laughs> but he did. As he finished, because I kept cutting him off, asking all these questions of how, and he was trying to tell the board, God said. And as soon as he got the words out that God said, the other member, Max Maples, he said, well, if God said, then let's do it. And I'm like, I'm only like 25 years old, you know, so, you know, I thought I knew everything. But I learned. Amen? It might not be within our realm of the natural of seeing things or past experiences, but we cannot judge God's word based on my past experience because my past experiences was my my doing amen or somebody else's doing right I can't base that what I believe in God based on what I have experienced from the past and here's the thing even past experiences with God you can't base that what he's telling you now the only thing you can base is wait he was faithful then he's faithful now right I want to read the, uh, one of the um, definitions from the Strong's Concordance from, about the word trust. It says, uh, the word trust means to trust in, to have confidence, to be confident, to be bold, to be secure. And a lot of times as women, we don't get secure in things. That's why we have to pick it up and handle it ourselves. Amen? We've got to take care of it ourselves. Yeah. And uh, we got to organize it. we got to do it our way. Um, as my kids got older, I had to deal with their girlfriend's family, right? And, you know, there was a situation where I had to deal with this, this mother. And it didn't matter what you did or planned or said, she's still going to do it her way. And I, you know, me. <laughs> and then the Holy Spirit, praise God for the Holy Spirit. He comes in, he says, does it matter? Let her do it. 
You've got to have peace in this situation. It didn't matter if she told me to go buy pop for the party and I bought soda pop and then I come in and she has 20 gallons of soda pop. It didn't matter. I thought you told me to buy this. Well, praise God, I get to take some home. <laughs> right? It's a different outlook of things, right? Holy Spirit. We don't freak out over little things. We don't freak out over anything. But we don't make a big fuss about things that don't matter. The world outside is trying to divide us as a body of Christ. And we're not. We are one body. And when the key thing is we trust God. That's our central point. That's what connects us, right? We all find Him faithful. Amen? And when we find that common ground, we are unshakable. We are unstoppable. Amen? So I, I don't lay awake at night worrying about how many soda pops I bought anymore. Right? That woman. Mm-mm. As soon as this hand goes on this hip like this and that finger comes out, that's the wrong attitude. Just sharing that, okay? Let me, t- let me tell you. Are you going to tell me what God said or are you going to tell me what you think? Amen? St- ask somebody that. As soon as that, you see him doing this, ask him. Say, are you about to tell us something that God said? I bet it stops him. The Holy Spirit has stopped me. I've gotten ready, gotten positioned. Right? The Holy Spirit's like, what are you going to say? Nothing. Amen? I'm not trusting God in those situations. You're not trusting God. You're trusting in the circumstance. You're trusting in your past experience. You're trusting in your opinion. Okay? The new phrase, your truth. That is not a real phrase. Take that out. There's the truth. That's it. Nothing but God's truth. And that's what sets you free. Nothing else will set you free. Amen? Even if you think you're right, you should be asking God, God, am I seeing this clearly? Or am I overreacting? Or am I overthinking this? Show me what I'm missing. Right? You're trusting God. Now, the word trust means to have confidence to be bold, to be secure. Is security a good thing? I love being secure. As I was growing up, it was unstable. But that passage that says that he sets my feet on the solid rock. Amen. Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, and forever. I love that kind of security. I can always depend on him and trust him. Amen. But I want to compare it to the, uh, 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 one of the definitions of faith in the uh, Strong's. It says, um, a belief with a a predominant idea of trust or confidence in God. It's your, your faith that's dominated by the trust that you have in God. Okay? So our faith works, as Pastor Michelle was saying last night, our faith doesn't work without us speaking. 
Have you ever found out you don't speak something you don't trust? Right? You're, as you're speaking the word of God to yourself, you're building your faith, but you're building your trust in the man that's going to perform it and the person, the God that's going to per perform that in your life. Now, I teach kindergarten, and um, it, it is so spiritual. I'm telling you, some of those things those kids say, you're like, I don't preach, you know, out of the mouth of babes, right? But when I'm teaching them, and my, one of my favorite subjects to teach is math, and I love math. Okay, I love math, I love addition, subtraction, division. I, I sing that in class, right? Yeah? You should sing it, Pastor Michelle. It change your atmosphere. <laughs> so now I, this was a tough year. Not an impossible, because nothing's impossible to a believing one. But it had lots of challenges. And I had a, a group that I've never had before. Like, they could care less about learning. They just wanted to play. And I liked that, too. But I, I was always able just to scoop my kids up and just let them love math. You know, and this, math. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. So I had to sing the song. <laughs> Words transmit images. You love math. Everybody say that right now. Okay. God is a God of math, so you better love it. Amen. He's a God of multiplication. He wants to multiply you. He adds to you. Yeah? I'm done. That was it. Right there. Victory. <laughs> But anyway, uh, you know, I'm teaching this about math, and, and when they first start out, and I allow them to use their fingers. I don't know. Some of you guys probably came where the teacher didn't allow you to use your fingers to do math. God gave me these fingers. He wants me to multiply and add and subtract with them. It's a tool that he has given me, so they are allowed to use their fingers in math. So I'm like, okay, honey, use your fingers. Show yourself two. Add three more, you know. And they got their hand up, show yourself. I'm like, show yourself, not me, you. Show you, right? That's where we're at. We, we show everybody else, but we're not showing ourselves, right? It's right here. How to, how to solve this is right here in front of your face. But when they start learning it, there's three different types of students. There's one that's like not confident at all. There's the one that's so eager and wanting to love math but has no clue whatsoever. And they just spout anything out there, right? And two plus three, seven. No, try again. One. <laughs> Are you using your resources? Show yourself two. Add three more. Count them. One, two, three. And as uh, soon as they do it, they're like, five. Oh, you got it. See, I knew you could do it, right? And then you have that one who does know it, or they get it in the process. It's so wonderful to see when you're talking them through it, and it's a challenging question, and all of a sudden this light comes, and a joy comes when you know the answer, and it all you know how they got there. And they just perk up, 
And I have two very expressive kids that, I mean, when they've got it, you know they've got it. <laughs> and they're not allowed to yell out the answer because it takes the learning away from somebody else that's trying to get there through that brain groove, you know? Uh, so uh, they're just raising their hand, they're smiling real big. When you know the answer, yeah. a joy comes to you, yeah. amen? Yeah. But we have to listen. We have to pay attention. We have to do what he tells us to do, yeah. right? All throughout the Bible, he's saying, trust me. He's telling us to uh, meditate on his word, listen, right? Yeah. Hear him. Those are our math fingers, so to speak, of God telling us what we need to do to get the answer. But so many times we're like that student that just yells out anything. And trying to, you know, God's trying to talk to you like Pastor was trying to talk to me about radio. He, God's trying to talk to you, and you're just spatting off like what, what you're supposed to do, what you're, you're going in. Oh, I got that one. God, I, that's not what I'm trying to tell you. You're not listening. Oh, okay, okay. And then you start listening, and then you get distracted again and go try to fix the problem. <laughs> Trust. We got to slow down enough to, God, not moving from this spot. My ears are on you. My eyes are on you. My heart is turned towards you. I am trusting that you're going to give me this answer. Amen? And God is good. He's given us a creative mind. And sometimes that creativity can go wild if we don't learn how to control it. And all these ideas and all these plans and activities come in, but we need to make sure it's a God thing. Amen? So... Our faith is operated with trust in God's word. Now, in this verse, it also says, lean not to your own understanding. Well, duh. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, we don't lean to our own understanding, but we do. But why does God say that? You know, he's made us quick, bright, sharp, and smart, right? He's given us the knowledge, right? He gives us the understanding. But here's the thing. The Bible tells us that uh, uh, we don't know everything. <laughs> he said, uh, uh, you know in part. Yeah. You see through the glass darkly, right? So we don't always see things the way God wants us to see it. And that's why we need to stop and recognize him. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Because guess what God does? He does know everything. He does see everything clearly. He knows the full part. It's not cloudy to him. He knows the outcome to the situation. So when we start laying into our own understanding, we're not receiving what God has for us. And it means we're trusting ourselves more than we trust God. So we're going to turn that around, amen? Yes. And it's on purpose. All throughout the Bible, things are on purpose. I've got to listen to God on purpose. I've got to do it and stop my fleshly thinking, my past experience, and I've got to turn towards Him and find out what He wants me to do, where He wants me to step. Uh, let's, go, let's turn to James chapter 1 and verse 2.
And it reads, my brethren, count it all joy. <laughs> do we do that? No. <laughs> count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. <laughs> what, God? Did he really just tell us to do that? God, you don't, you don't know what I'm going through. Yes, he does. He knows he's telling you that for a reason. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And when we go through trials and temptations, we need his joy to get through that. But not only get through, I'm not a survivor. You know, I had some abuse when I was a child. I'm not a survivor of that abuse. I'm the victor. What the devil meant to stop me with, God made me victorious with. Right? So I never say I, I'm a survival a survivor of abuse, childhood abuse. That does not describe me. I didn't just survive it. Guess what? I'm victorious. I'm, I'm ahead of the game, right? I'm prosperous. You thought you were going to stop me? Huh? Think again, right? I'm not about just playing the game. I'm about winning the game. If you ever play a game with me, I'm very serious and I want to win every single time. Well, guess what? I serve a God that wins. Amen? He's on the winning side, and he's telling me, hey, don't identify with that. That's not who I called you to be. Amen? And that's why he's telling you, you're going to go through some stuff in life. It's going to happen. There's trials. Uh, there's temptations. There's uh, situations, right, that other people cause. I mean, just look at this last year. My goodness. Right? But the body of God stood up this last year and said, oh, I don't think so, devil. That was a design to stop the church. And the church rose up and said, no. Right? I mean, they even went to court over some situations that, nope, this is my freedom of religion and I, I'm going to stand up to that. You know, and I'm for being safe. I'm, you know, I'm a school teacher. I have to wear my mask and everything. But I do believe those masks were designed to shut your mouth, keep you from speaking. You know, and, uh, well, spiritually, I'm taking off that mask. You know, I might have to wear it at school, but listen. You ever hear that story about the little girl that got put in timeout? And they said, go stand in timeout, or go set in timeout. And she said, I might be sitting in timeout, but I'm standing up on the inside. <laughs> right? Might have this mask on, but you can't hide my voice. Right? But that's the way the world wants to do things. That's the way the enemy, the devil, wants to silence your voice. Because if he can take your words, he can defeat you. Amen? So we got to trust in God. we got to move the way God tells us to move. we got to keep having church. we got to keep worshiping him. You know, uh, uh, I'm going to praise him no matter what. I'm going to worship him no matter what. I'm going to serve him no matter what. You can't change that in me. That is an absolute He's an absolute God. Amen? So it says to count it uh, uh, all joy. And uh, in the middle of trials. But why can we count it all joy? Well, in verse 3 it tells us because knowing. We know this, right? We know that God is faithful. We trust Him. Amen? That's why we can be joyous because we trust his word. Yes. And it says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. Everybody say patience. patience. 
say it again because you need to tell yourself that. Because you're about to go out in traffic today, so you need to hear that, okay? <laughs> you might go home to a sink full of dirty dishes, so you need to hear that word, okay? Uh, patience. Patience is a good gift that he's given us. And we need to use it more often. Amen? So patience. It, it works our patience. So the reason is that we can count it all joys because we have a knowing that our God is true to his word. Yes. We trust his word. Carnal, carnal people trust in what they can see. They speak what they can see. They believe what they, they see. But spiritual people trust what God says, <laughs> believes what God says, sees what God says, right? We, we have a spiritual eye that can see what God is trying to show us. And that's what we keep our eye on. We don't look around us, right? What happened to Peter when he started looking at the waves and the wind, right? He started to sink. He was walking on water, people, right? He began to walk on water. That, I haven't done that, right? But he started doing that, and, and when he started looking at the situation, he began to sink. When we get our eyes on the situation, when we put our trust in the situation, we begin to sink. We are uh, conducive to the situation and not conducive to the Word of God. And that's why God had to get, Jesus had to get his attention back on him. Amen? Let's turn, uh, turn with me if you want to uh, 1 Samuel 3. I'm going to kind of paraphrase some of this story. But David, he's, he's an encourager. Amen? Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 30. And I'm, I'm going to paraphrase some of it. But David and his men were out defending their land, defending their, their country, defending God's call on, on, on the, the, the children of Israel. And um, when they came back, the uh, Amalekites had come in to their, to their village, to their town, their city, and they, they took all the women and children, took their, their stuff, and the men came back and, and, and they were distressed they were upset. The, the Bible says they, they, they were weeping. They were so hurt. And I, they were so upset. The men were so upset they wanted to stone David. Because here we are serving you, serving this cause, and our families were kidnapped. Amen? And so David didn't try to defend himself. He didn't be the politician. Try to talk himself out of it. Let's, let's read what, what he did. In verse uh, 8. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall, uh, Hold on, let's go to verse 6. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake to st of stoning him, because the souls of all the people were grieved, every man for his son and for his daughters. But David, if you don't have this underlined, you don't have it highlighted, highlight it, please. It says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. Amen? When a situation comes on us that can seem 
overbearing. It seems, I say the word seems because we know that it's not, yes. right? Yes. But it seems like it could be. What is our first response? Do we try to talk through the situation? Do we try to plan? Do we try to defend ourselves? Do we try to call everybody on the phone and find out the answer? Or do we do what David did and he encouraged himself in the Lord? Why did he do that? Because he found the Lord faithful. He trusted him. The God that was faithful to bless him all throughout his life and keep him and prosper him, that's the person he turned to. He turned to God because he trusted him. You know, there's things that I do or say or need answers to. I don't just call everybody. I'm not hitting every, I don't share everything with everybody. It's a handful of people. Well, I should say maybe two or three, <laughs> not even a handful. But one of them is Pastor Michelle. She, I will call her for things. Not all that I, I think I did more years ago, but shared with her yesterday about some stuff. She's, she's my biggest cheerleader. And you all need a cheerleader in your life, okay? So if you've got some good news and you need somebody to rejoice, just let me know because I will rejoice with you. And one is my stepmom as well, and she's a constant encouragement to me. And uh, always, she don't always understand uh, me being a person of faith or a Republican, uh, but she, <laughs> but, uh, she encourages it. You know, she was willing to stand it. She was going to go stand in line for me because I was taking some college tests to get Sarah Palin's book. She goes, I'll go do it. I said, I can't ask you to go stand in line to get Sarah Palin's book. But she was, you know, her, her Democrat self was going to go do it. <laughs> That's love, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but, um, but that's our relationship. We love each other and encourage each other. And, um, so we need those people in our life. But we don't need to tell everybody everything. We need to tell God. We need to talk to Him because He's the one that has the answers. He's the one that sees things clearly when we don't. <laughs> Amen? So we trust in Him. So David, he encouraged himself in the Lord. And I find myself here, especially these last few years, that I'll start to get that feeling of pressure. And we know pressure, no problem, no problem right? We know that. But you feel it. And you're like, wait a minute. That's not a normal feeling. That's not normal. That is not normal for a believer to be under pressure because he calls us the overcomer. Yeah. Amen? So uh, I will encourage myself. Th that scripture comes back to me. I will encourage myself in the Lord. Lord, I thank you that you make my path straight, that you show me clearly what I need to know and what I need to do. We got to train ourselves to do that, a quick response. We've been trained in the natural to, to respond wrong, right? In hysteria. We're not hysterical women. We're spiritual women. I don't fall apart. We have some big storms come through. And my students are the super students, of course. And uh, you can be the smart cookie, but my, we're super, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't allow my kids to freak out. And we had some storms coming through, and, I, you know, they're five and six. And I said, okay, I'm going to tell you what, we're going to have some storms today. And they're like, oh. I said, listen, you know the rule, we don't freak out. But I don't like storms. I said, that's all right. I said, we don't freak out. 
But the thunder scares me. I said, no, it don't. But it does. No, it don't. And I said, that, that thunder can't hurt you. It's just loud. I said, you're okay to go, ooh, did you hear that? I said, but you're not allowed to scream and say, I'm scared. But you can go, wow, isn't that awesome? No freaking out. What about lightning? We're inside. We're all right. We're okay. So we won't go outside when it's lightning. We'll be safe. And sure enough, I said, if the lights go out, we do not scream. I'm right here. We'll open the window, put some light on the situation. If there's a tornado warning, I said, we will get up quickly. We'll go through the cafeteria, go to the safe room. We have a tornado safe room. And we'll get in there. You stay with me. If your shoe falls off, don't pick it up. You have to tell five-year-olds that. Well, we might have to tell adults. When something happens and it drops, leave it. God's taking care of this. Do what he said. Don't go back and take care of something that, you, that doesn't mean anything. Let God handle this. Amen? And so we get And so, the, sure enough, big lightning. And my kids looked at me. I'm like, wow, was that awesome? And the doors are still open because it's in the morning. We're still having breakfast and stuff. And you hear the other kids screaming in the other rooms. I said, did you hear them scream? We don't do that, do we? No, no, we don't. We don't freak out. I said, that's right. Train. Amen? Calm, cool, chaos free. You are chaos free. God didn't design you to be in chaos. We know this because we trust him. We know that we don't have to be chaotic because we know God has it. Amen? So David encouraged himself in the Lord. And Verse 8, I just love this. David inquired at, at the Lord saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? Now, listen. His children are gone. His women are gone. The people are about to stone him, and he's asking God, do I pursue them and do I overtake them? <laughs> do something. That's in our natural response. David trusted God. If God doesn't want me to go after him, there's a reason. If God doesn't want me to pursue that, there's a reason. Right? So he wanted to make sure he had the word of the Lord on it. Right? And if God said no, David wouldn't have done it. But God said, get him. That's what he said. Go. Do it. Pursue him. Overtake them. Amen? Now, David could have known that was what God would have said. But at the same time, he took the time to ask. And so many times we think, no, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is a good thing. A good thing can go wrong in a heartbeat because it wasn't a God thing. Amen? We got to stop and trust him. I mean, from buying a car, you better ask God if that's the car you want. Buying a house, you better ask God if that's the house you want. If, he, that, if that's the house he wants you to have because you're going to be blessed in that house. Or God's going to say, listen, I told you, you didn't ask me. 
And a lot of times, well, why didn't you tell me? Because you didn't ask me. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Got it? Acknowledge him. He will lead you right. He will direct you right. He's directing you to the blessing. It's like, hey, they're over here, right? And when we get off track, just a smidge, I could be walking straight down. I know I've said this before, but I could be walking straight down the path. But if I just turn just, see my foot just a little? I turn, I'm going away from that path every step. And by the time I get way over here, I'm way off the path because of my own doing. I didn't acknowledge him. Amen? But David recovered all. In, in verse, um, let's see here, 18, I think it is. Yeah, 18 and 19. It says, and David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his wives. And there was nothing lacking of, to them, neither small nor great, nor sons, nor daughters, nor spoil, nor anything that they had taken to David taken to them, David recovered all. says it twice. Listen, people, because he acknowledged God, he recovered all. He was lacking nothing. No life was lost. No cattle was lost. They recover, recovered all because he trusts in God. God wants us to trust him. He's faithful. Say he's faithful. <clears throat> uh, when we believe and trust that God, uh, we need to believe and trust that God has a personal assignment for me, a personal call for me, uh, a personal plan for me. It says it in the Bible in Jeremiah chapter 29. My thoughts and my plans for you, right, uh, are good. Um, 29 and verse 11, it says, For I know that my thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, amen, not evil, to give you an expected end. God has a plan that he expects you to be in. It's an expected end, right? It's not a, a surprise. It's not a hardship. It's, it's exactly what God planned for your life. God has that. His thoughts towards you are good. His plan for you is good. So I've got to trust that he has a plan for me in my life. And when you start saying that, when you say, I don't know what to do, well, there you go. That's what you got. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we were told years ago, never say I don't know. Never say I don't understand. Never say I don't know how. Learn. Ask. Find it out. Right? I'm a push-button kind of person. If I don't know how to operate, I'm going to push the button until I figure it out. <laughs> now, Pastor Larry gets to pushing buttons back there in the sound. I'm like, what are you doing? I have to stop. What are you doing, honey? He said, I need your help. I'll have to stop ministering, go back there and put it back, and then come back. We're learning. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Leading. He said, I'm, I'm big. I began praying in the Holy Spirit before I do this. I said, that's the key. <laughs> Please do, because I can't stop ministering and come back there and put you back on track. <laughs> He's learning to be techie. <laughs> Praise God. 
Um, can you imagine that, Chris? So, uh, but we should not say, I don't know what I'm going to do. Don't allow the, the stress the stress or the urgency of the situation to put you under pressure that you don't know what you're going to do. You do know what to do. Encourage yourself in the Lord because you trust Him, because He's faithful. Amen? We serve a faithful God. He's ready to bless us. He's ready to rescue us. He's ready to heal us. He's ready to prosper me. Amen? Prosper you. Uh, in the NIV, Psalms 109, or excuse me, 139 and verse 13, the NIV reads like this. For you created my inmost being. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. He did that. He created me. And he has a plan for me. He's the one that knew me before I was even born. Listen, he knew what family I was being born into. Amen? That crazy family of mine. I'm like, Lord, what was you thinking? He knew. He knew. He knew the husband I was going to marry, ladies. Right? He knew. And I look back now and I think, not only did my husband get saved, but my sister-in-law got saved. My mother-in-law got saved. Her sister got saved. Bug, Christy's in here. We call her Bug. Christy's in here. You know, she's going to Bible school. What? what? That ain't nobody but God. Amen? So, trust in him. He had a plan for me. He's like, yeah, this is going to be rough, but I'm going to make you victorious over this situation. I had a friend try to tell me, well, God put you through those situations so that you can help us. No, he did not. Those people had a responsibility to nurture the call of God on my life, and they chose not to. They had a responsibility to keep me safe and protect me, and they didn't do it. That's not God trying to use me. It's the truth. It's the love of God that brings men to repentance, not my testimony. It's the love of God. And so what the devil meant to destroy you with, God is going to excel you and say you will no longer be identified by your past, but you're going to be identified by what I do for you. Amen? We were talking about Pastor Michelle. Sammy was sharing your story. And I said, he goes, if you met Pastor Michelle, he's telling his friend this. He said, if you met Pastor Michelle, you, you wouldn't think this her, about her, her before Christness. I said, she is the classiest lady I know. Right? You know, you didn't know she did some of the things. I, we won't go into it. But God has done that. I'm not, I'm not changed because of her testimony. I'm changed for what the word of God comes out of her mouth. That's changed me, right? Praise God, God took a woman that was lost and changed her so much that she's helping thousands, if not millions of people. That's God with his word, not with her testimony. That's good to share. But, you know, in Revelations it says we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. That word testimony means the things that you have heard the others say about the gospel. 
you're saying, your test, my testimony is Jesus. <laughs> it's not my past life. That, that man's dead and gone. <laughs> I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. My testimony is Jesus. That's all I got for you is Jesus. And that's enough. It's the love of God that he sent his son. I trust in that, right? In Deuteronomy chapter 28, it, it, let's go there because we want to put our eyes on it. In case you don't have it highlighted, you can highlight it. 28. And verse, I'm going to read verse 1 and 2. It says... And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I have commanded this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings, say all, all, all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee. And if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Amen? Amen. What, is he, what is he saying here? You're going to be blessed. Amen? But he's saying if you hearken. Right? That word hearken means listen with the intent to do. Have you ever been listening to a conversation? You heard them, but you weren't listening. Right? You weren't listening on purpose. You weren't listening to give an answer or, you know, oh, I heard you. We do it with our children, which we should not always do that with our children, but we do, you know. Mom, can I have some ice cream? Uh-huh. And then they get an ice cream. When do you got an ice cream? <laughs> you said I could. Oh, I wasn't listening. I heard you, but I wasn't listening. God is saying, when you listen to me to the point that you're ready to go do it, then these blessings come upon you, right? We don't say, oh, I know, I know, I know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then years later, you still haven't done what he told you to do. Well, the blessing's not coming. We know it. We hear it, but we're not listening with purpose. And that's that trust issue. Sometimes we see the situation around us and we're still trying to figure it out. But when we start listening to God and really on purpose listen to Him, we find out we trust Him. I really want to know what you have to say about this. I'm not just, you know, attending church. I'm not just uh, going to a Bible school or, uh, you know, a class or something just to serve my time. I'm going on purpose. My answer's right there in the seat. If I'm ready, willing to listen, hearken. I like to refer it to like this. It's, it's like when the, the, the runners on a track meet, they're at their line, and runners get on your mark, and they're ready, right? And they're waiting for the sound for them to go, the, the gunshot or whatever they use nowadays, for them to go. And when we listen to God, we need to get in that position, that ready position. Yes. Okay, God, what do you want me to do? Okay, I got it. Right? Yeah. Then the blessings come. Yeah. Blessings come with obedience. They don't just happen. They come with obedience. Amen? Yeah. <clears throat> That's good. 
Hallelujah. Patience, we talked about that earlier, is the key to trusting him. Because a lot of times we don't give wait time. That's a, a term we use in, in school and in education, wait time. And when I ask a student questions, I have to wait to let them get the answer, right? And they've got to go through those paths in their, in their brain and, and to get to that answer. And the more they go on that road, the more they build that path in their brain to find the answer. And in my classroom, you're not allowed to yell at the answer, even though it happens. But I always say, oh, I make them apologize to the person I asked the question. So if I said, Julie, what is, you know, and I'll ask. And then Christy smarts off and yells out the answer, right? She's my niece, I can say that. <laughs> she yells out the answer. I will make Christy apologize to the other one for taking away their learning. Too many times we should trust our pastors. We should trust the men and women of God. But too many times we're trying to get them to get the answer for us. When we trust God, we learn by their teachings how to get the answers for ourselves. Amen? And so it's not always good, and I know our pastors have done it with us, to let them grow, let them learn, right? Let them practice trusting the Lord and hearing from the, the Lord. And, and so we don't want to take away somebody's opportunity by always giving them the answer. But there are times when God does give you the answer, right? One time, Christy and Katie, you were involved. You probably don't even know this. Uh, <laughs> Christy was living at home, I think. And uh, you were talking about moving into that apartment you guys moved into years ago. And uh, I had told her what to do. She was living at home, and she was hating every second of it. And I had told my Holy Ghost-filled advice, told her what to do, right? And uh, then I find out that she was going around talking to everybody else about the situation. And one lady that she had just, you know, when you sit down and visit and start talking about stuff, you just kind of spill everything out. You know, that's what happened. I, you were young. They, the girls were really little. And... Uh, this lady, she was as unstable as water in this town. Still is. And I'm thinking, she knows all the details to Christy's life. And the Holy Spirit says, she's not listening to you. She's just going around. No, she's looking at her, she's cringing. You are saved now, honey. <laughs> but <laughs> but she's, she said, she was telling me all this stuff, and I think Christy needs to do this, and I think, your life is a mess. What is my niece talking to her for? I think they were just in conversation. I don't think she went to her for advice, you know. But uh, the Lord was showing me she's not listening to you. So withhold for a while any Holy Ghost advice. And so it had been a few weeks, and here comes Christy. And she starts telling me her, you know, her situation again. I'm like, mm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> Honey, that's, that's bad, yeah, mm-hmm. Everything in me wanted to help her and fix it. And finally she's like, starts crying. She goes, I just need somebody to tell me what to do. And I set up. I said, okay then. So let me tell you. And I, 
This was Holy Ghost inspired. <laughs> I told her. I said, I have given you advice. And I said, Holy Ghost advice. I said, you haven't done it. You've been around talking to other people and complaining about your life. I said, if you don't take this advice this time, I will not give you any more. That was hard because I love this girl with all my heart. And that was hard to say. And she goes, okay. So I told her how, what to do. She got the apartment. She got on her feet. And you've never been back, right? Not, nothing wrong with Debbie, but, you know, sometimes it just don't work, right? <laughs> and um, I was able to pour that into her and trust her. And she was able to trust me. And she did it. She told me later, she goes, I got out in the car and I'm like, I, I think I just got a whooping. <laughs> but God wants us to have that wait time, that patience, that, you know, to work and hear Him. That's why I say don't go to everybody with your situations, with your dreams, with your expectations. Go with those that are going to believe with you and that are going to cheer you on and encourage you to listen to the Lord. Not just do whatever you want. You know, there's those people too, right, that will help you get into your flesh and feed your flesh. Don't get around them. I mean, get around them. You want to influence them, but don't take that, you know. Our patience is what's going to keep us on course to the victory. Amen? Um, And then the evidence that we are trusting the Lord is our obedience to what he has said to do. Uh, our, our, our trust that I can do this because God is on my side. Amen. God is with me. God is for me. When we don't see the provision and the protection that we want to see, what are we doing? You've got to ask yourself that. What am I going to do? You have to have, to have a plan, okay? Because in the natural, we don't always see it, but in the spiritual, we can. And when we start saying, I don't see it, it's not here yet, right? David didn't see his wives and his children and, and the people's children and wives. He didn't see them. But the first thing he did, he didn't go try to fix the problem he encouraged himself in the Lord, right? And in Psalms, it tells us that David said, I would have fainted, but I already believed God, amen? Yeah. That's what you should, as soon as the devil starts talking, say, mm, you might try to pursue me to that, but it's too late. I already believe him, amen? When I teach my kids about um, whatever it is, a trick word, the sight words, they're calling them trick words now because they're tricky. And I said, this is a trick word of, oh my, I'm telling you, some of the English language, I'd love to revamp it, but, you know, I'm just a kindergarten teacher in that area. But uh, I don't think I can change it. Uh, <laughs> but the word of, you can't sound that out. It doesn't make any sense. It makes a uh and a v. Not an O sound or a F sound. Like, who thought of that word, right? <laughs> you guys are... Does nobody else think about this? So you're trying to teach kids that this is a word. I said, this one's trying to trick us. It's tricky, but it can't trick us. Why? And they know the response. We're too smart, right? 
The devil's trying to trick you. And you need to recognize his tactics. I see you over there. You can't. I trust God. Right here. My hope is not in what I see. My hope is in his word. Amen. One little boy's like, I was testing him over his trick words and he tapped. It might have been of. It might have been something else. We'll say it's of because, you know, of. He's tapping it. He said, it's trying to trick me. He goes, you little trickster. (laughs) He says, I'm too smart. That's what he said. I'm too smart. I said, what is it? He said, of. Whatever the word was, we'll use of. I said, you're too smart. It didn't trick, didn't trick you. Look at the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little trickster. Yeah. Can't trick me. I trust in God. Yeah. I trust in him. Amen. Well, I believe the word helped you today. Yeah. Encourage you. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I want to pray for you uh, for provision. God told me to just agree with you and lay hands on you, but it's a specific area I would like for uh, you to have in mind. You don't have to share it with me. You know what it is, right? Uh, One of the main things is uh, housing supply for your housing. Uh, I don't know. It could be an appliance. It could be um, um, finances. It could be, you know, uh, the provision you need to fill your house with, right? So that's one area. And the other area is ministry, and it, uh, it can be anything that you're believing God for in that ministry part. But if you just need provision, you have another aspect to your mind, you know, uh, for provision, I will agree with you. But especially for the housing part, God has laid it on my heart because God wants you to have lovely things in your home. He wants you to have the freedom to not worry about how, where you're going to sit down for dinner. Amen? Amen. Uh, he, he wants you to have good appliances. You know, that actually get your clothes clean and keep your pops cold, and right? He, he wants you to have those things. And it's not arrogance. It's not uh, too above to ask for. You can ask God for anything, right? And uh, he wants to bless you. And, and I, I know of one person that's stepping into a different home, uh, actually two, uh, but um, definitely you two I want to pray for. But uh, there's areas in our lives that we we want and pastor larry and i have stepped into some areas where uh we've learned we're not we're not buying um cheap stuff anymore i'm buying stuff that's gonna last me right listen i got my first kitchen table and chairs this year brand new i I say that brand new because i always had hand-me-downs right (laughs) you witness or a yard sale, or, you know. I have my first matching bed set. Everything matches. The dresser is not a different color. Amen? And I just rejoice over it. I'm like, look at my table. Praise God. Right? God wants that for you. It's not prideful. It's not arrogance. It's not being stingy. God, if anybody should be blessed in their home it should be the body of Christ so I want to pray for provision and I want to read three scriptures before we do that that uh, we've stand on not only in our home but in our ministry and like I said these 
can become familiar, but don't let them be thrown to the side. They have spiritual power in your life. The first one, and it's uh, Pastor Larry's favorite verse is Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all my need. <laughs> Amen? According to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. And we've learned through Pastor Still's teaching, God, in that verse, God is first. My God is first. The supply is second. And the need is third. Right? And too many times we put the need before everything else. And we should be putting God, the source of everything, first. Okay? And then uh, uh, Job chapter 22 Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. And the light shall shine upon thy way. Decree a thing. That means speak. Set it out there. You're, you're, a decree is like you're setting it out there as an absolute. This is how we're going to do it. And then it says it will be established. And established means to begin, uh, to, to take root and to begin to grow. I want some things to take root in my life and grow, right? The things of the Lord, amen? Another one is um, Psalms 37. This is one I stood on to get my job. Uh, 37.4, it says, Delight thyself also in the Lord. Did you guys see that word, delight? We need to be uh, cheerful. We need to have some joy about what we're believing God for. Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Amen. Amen. And the, uh, the, the next one is a Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. It says, I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make your name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. My goal in life is not only to be blessed, but to be a blessing to someone else. My husband voiced something the other day, and I never knew it was his desire to bless somebody this big. I'm not going to share it. But I'm like... Really? That's big. Because I know. But it's a desire for him to do this thing that he's believing God for. I'm like, well, let's do it. So our faith is, a, I'm, a, I'm agreeing with him. I, I'm going to bless somebody right with you, honey. Amen? Amen? So let's pray. Let's, if you want me to agree with you um, for provision.